MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, November 19th, 2019. Today, SCOTUS grants the stay, blocking Trump's tax returns for now. New Sunland emails show he kept the Trump camp apprised of investigations. Trump says he'll consider testifying. House Dems are now investigating whether Trump lied to Mueller. Another pay-to-play Trump ambassador, proof Zelensky felt pressure back in May, and Volcker lied to Congress. I'm your host, AG, and with me today is Jordan Coburn. Hello. Hello, it is you and I. Just you and I today. Just the two of us. Do you know that song? <laughs> I know. Just the two of us. We can make it if yeah, we I was doing. I was doing the background. I should have gone for the main vocals. <laughs> <laughs> You're all, do you know this? And you sing the harmony of the yeah. second verse. <laughs> you know that? You know the song? <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, it is just us. Mandy is taking a day, so... We are here, and we have a lot of show. There was a lot of news. How was your day? Uh, it was pretty good. I finished The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Fantastic series. Yeah, good. Yeah, written and produced by Danny McBride and others. Uh, it's fantastic. Oh, Danny McBride. Yeah, he's it's so it's really fucking funny. I'm gonna have to. I love his tone. I have to check it out. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so I did that. Did research. Uh, watched the news. <laughs> Pretty, pretty packed going to Vegas tomorrow or tonight, I guess, actually. Yeah, you're doing the Vicky um, Barbalax show, right? Yes, at the at Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club at the link, L-I-N-Q. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, Tuesday night? Mm-hmm. Sweet. So if yeah, you're in Vegas, o'clock. Tuesday night, 8 p.m. at the link. Yes, I'll be featuring... Uh, doing 15 minutes. So if you're there, come out. At the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. That's a big gig. Yeah. I'm super stoked. Vicky's really awesome for giving me that chance. So. Yeah. She was a finalist in America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Um, very super awesome lady. Yeah. Um, she's the best. Yeah. Her and I have done a lot of shows together. Mm-hmm. I spent about 30 minutes. The last time I did a show with her, I spent about 30 minutes helping her untangle her necklace from her shawl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that she's was, a fashion queen. That was Tiger Tiger. Yes. Yeah. Totally. She's yeah, she's fantastic. awesome. Check out her stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, if you're in Vegas, go see. Mm-hmm. Very funny. I'm. A, is it sold out, though? It might be sold out. I have no idea. She's I, pretty popular. Yes, she totally is. It's a Tuesday. I don't know what that means for a Vegas club. This is my first time doing comedy back in my hometown, actually. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So you're so going to have a lot of fun. support there. That's cool. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Part of me doesn't want any of them to come because I'm really nervous. Don't be nervous. Yeah. And then, like, bombing on stage is, like akin to just bleeding out for everyone to watch you it's a very dramatic way to describe that it's emotional bleed out <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> be fine. it's like you don't want to you don't want to see me this way <laughs> no one wants to see their friend in that state you're all, you're gonna be fine thank you're, you you're super funny and Thanks. well let's see i had a busy yeah day. how are you got up worked out did chores chores i don't i don't <laughs> like chores and uh did laundry. I had to call the Ovation Hair people mm-hmm. to change that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought about getting a new mattress, but then I decided not to. Nice. Um, and uh, let's see. Ordered some new Dr. Gross Alpha mm. Beta peels. Um, got some hair gummies. 
Cool. Mm-hmm. Hair gummies. Ransom payroll. I got to be honest. I don't know what 50% of the words you're saying are right now. <laughs> <laughs> hair gummies. Okay. <laughs> Vitamins for your hair. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, did some other stuff, legal stuff, and then... Oh, I set up, also set an appointment so we can get some air conditioning in here. So. Oh, nice. That'll help because it was 91 degrees today in San Diego. Oh, God. Pretty gross. For November, we usually don't get these... The, usually these heat waves end in October. Yeah. it's They're pushing back to November now, and that's no bueno. I was Ubering yesterday, and my uh, Uber driver was in a Prius, and I, he was, like, saying, oh, it's a lovely day out. And I said, yeah, it is. It's not, like, super hot, you know, like it was a few weeks ago. And then he goes, yeah, that global warming. And then I was like, you would say that driving a Prius just as a joke. And he was, <laughs> and then I don't think he knew I was joking. <laughs> so he so just clammed up and he's like, yeah. she hates the planet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was bad. So, Ron, if you're <laughs> listening. Sometimes it's hard to pick up on sarcasm. Yeah. If you don't realize that your fare is a comment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a lot of news to get to. So uh, let's do it. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. So big news coming out today. Uh, there's a lot of big news, but my particular favorite for a big news category win of the day is that the House is now investigating whether Trump lied to Mueller in his written testimony during the Russia investigation. Ooh. I think they've been doing that, uh, but, you know, that, that's just me. Yeah. Um, that's one of those things you don't really need to investigate. <laughs> it's pretty, like, cut and dry papers. once you get the papers. Yeah. Yeah. And like back when oversight filed for the not oversight judicial judiciary committee filed for the grand jury materials, that's to me when they started looking into that. And then when they had Mueller testify in front of them, they were like, so you saying that he lied? And he's like, you know, Mm -hmm. I take your question. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So I think they've been doing that. But for some reason, now they're announcing it today that they are officially, I guess, investigating whether Trump lied because a House lawyer told a federal court of appeals in D.C., that lawmakers need the grand jury materials to determine whether Trump committed perjury when he said uh, he did not recall having discussions with anyone about WikiLeaks. This comes up after the Roger Stone trial, where Rick Gates testified that he heard Trump on the phone with Stone, Stone phone, after which Trump told Gates that more dumps were coming. Dump Trumps. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know what's happening to me today. I'm you know what I just realized? How have we never made a Flintstone joke Oh, we did. Meet did the, we? Meet the Flintstone. Oh, yeah, we good. Did. Oh, good, good, good. We, we had an episode titled called Meet the Flintstone. Perfect. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> Back in July, uh, we all know, like I said, House Judiciary uh, Dems filed with the court to obtain the Mueller grand jury materials under their Article One impeachment powers. But Trump lawyers argued that the courts don't need to hurry this along. We don't need an expedited timeline or an expedited court schedule because the impeachment inquiry wasn't real. And even if it were, it's only about Ukraine and not, you know, concerned with what happened during the Mueller investigation. During those hearings, the lawyer for the House Dems said, I believe it was Doug Letter, said that the impeachment inquiry did include all broader investigations and Pelosi was backing him on that assertion. Quote, the Mueller report materials have direct bearing on whether the president was untruthful and further obstructed the special counsel's investigation when providing written responses to the special counsel's questions, he denied being aware of any communications between his campaign and WikiLeaks. We've been wanting this to be added to the impeachment articles, despite the narrowing of the scope uh, of the impeachment by Pelosi. But she recently said the impeachment could go on into next year, and it's still unclear whether the House Dems will include Mueller information in the articles or uh, keep the scope focused on Ukraine, despite them being connected by Manafort. Mm-hmm. Or if Dems here 
Maybe they're simply not wanting to close the door or slow down the efforts to get the Mueller grand jury materials. By saying that they're considering everything, that keeps the fire lit under the courts to expedite the decision about handing the grand jury materials over. So whether this is a gambit to keep the scope wide enough to include the Mueller materials or if they're actually going to use that information in the articles, I think it's a good move either way. Mm-hmm. Well, if Trump is talking about coming in testifying, which I'm sure he won't, but if he's talking about it, then they could easily make the argument that seeing if he is a perjuring asshole, um, they, they would want to know that. Otherwise, they wouldn't bring him in anyway because he wouldn't be a credible witness probably, right? Yeah, or just to know, just to have that information so that when they ask him the questions, they, they have all of the you know pertinent informations on whatever they're looking into but it was back a while ago during these court hearings in the grand jury materials to to barrel Hal, i think when when they said you know look hey we're we're doing this because we're investigating everything mm-hmm. as part of impeachment and so yeah it seems like this announcement definitely came just out of the roger stone stuff because that was in the news again and mm-hmm. there there was more of like a public understanding of that lie yep um so it's like a good opportunity to do that yeah, I agree. And and the president's lies, this, you know, the, in his written statement, his written testimony, uh, could be subsumed into, into an article of obstruction. That's what Clinton went down for. He lied mm-hmm. to the special prosecutor. And went they, down. Called it <laughs> <laughs> they called it obstruction of justice. <laughs> so. Or um, sometimes going down is just going down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or it could be its own standalone article. We'll, we'll soon find out either way. And in other impeachment news from the Associated Press, Zelensky felt pressure to investigate the Bidens and 2016 well before Trump supporters and Trump says. Uh, Zelensky held a meeting in early May, May 7th, with top aides to ask for advice on how to deal with pressure from Trump to investigate the Bidens, according to two people with knowledge of the briefings. Not the meetings, but the briefings of the meetings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Going further, the sources say the Ukrainian president was concerned that Trump wanted him to interfere with U.S. elections in 2020 more than two months before the July 25th call at the center of the impeachment inquiry. U.S. Ambassador, uh, U.S. Ambassady. <laughs> Close. You have a lot of ambassady. <laughs> the ambassady ambassador. of hope. <laughs> ambassady. <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> the U.S. Embassy staff, including Yovanovitch, were briefed on the meeting. And I'm wondering if Yovanovitch is one of these sources, but she's named in the article, so that would be weird. Um, and that means that U.S. officials knew Zelensky felt pressure mm-hmm. to investigate Biden back in May. Notes on the meeting were circulated at the State Department that show Zelensky tried to obscure the purpose of the May 7th meeting by saying it was about energy policy only. He also denied he was pressured during that public press conference with Trump at the White House mm-hmm. and again while talking to the press at the U.N. General Assembly in September. It's clear to anyone with a functioning brain that Zelensky can't admit the pressure because he relies so heavily on the aid, uh, as evidenced in David Holmes's testimony um, that he overheard Ambassador Sondland tell Trump that Zelensky loved his ass and would do anything he asked him to while mm-hmm. on a phone call with him in that Kiev restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, now we also know that Sondland was using WhatsApp to talk with officials Your months man. before the call. So that also sounds pretty pressury, potentially. His testimony is going to be... I, 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 if I'm like a little worried for Dems, like what's going to happen? Like we don't know what's going to happen. And generally, you know, when you do an investigation, you get their depositions. Like, like let's say you have a, a criminal grand jury, mm-hmm. um, not an impeachment, but criminal grand jury. Get them in the grand jury. They tell you their tale. Then they bring an indictment. Then you go to court and you put them up on the stand. And then they tell you something different than they told the grand jury. That's you don't do that, right? So. I'm, you know, and of course, Sunland's amended his, his totally. testimony, but like, 
to not know right because yeah what he's gonna say on wednesday mm-hmm. and you're really only supposed to ask questions that you know the answer to when you're examining you know or like cross-examining someone or whatever That's so the smartest way to go yes about it. which caster did not do <laughs> he definitely did not know a lot some of those answers that he was getting guy just like, but you would say that was normal right not that really was not really yeah not. and bill taylor's like I, uh, yeah, okay, uh, uh, moving on. Uh, it could be crazier. Uh, <laughs> Not on my time. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to answer the question. That was Turner, but yeah. yeah. God, that fucking guy. Yeah, he's the fucking worst. Um, and speaking of that phone call, by the way, the Sunland phone call, David Holmes will testify this week on Thursday. Nice. Uh, along with Dr. Fiona Hill. We had said, um, you know, there's there were eight in yesterday's episode. We said there were eight people. Probably it could be ten. So they've added homes. Let's see who else they add. Mm-hmm. I, I I have a feeling I put my beans on one more person getting added today, uh, added this week, maybe um, also on Thursday in the afternoon. It's interesting to me that Trump would rather have talk about himself going to testify before someone like Perry. Like you would think he would want to put all of the people before him or something up to testify. He's not a smart man. Yeah. He also has no intentions of actually <laughs> no. testifying. No way. <laughs> Um, and it's clear that every single defense that Republicans are using, is, it's going to fall apart. Um, the problem Trump faces, we discussed this a little bit yesterday, is that his defense will eventually become indefensible. He's taking the hardline stance that it was perfect. No bribe. The call was perfect. Nothing inappropriate. Where I believe Republicans would wish he would say, yeah, it was inappropriate, but not impeachable. Because that's an easy defense. That's a defense people can get behind. That's something that you can sell to people, America, the American public. But it cannot be used now because Trump has lied himself into a corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet that's what Barr and Seculo maybe were yelling at him about in the Oval Office the day he was 30 mm-hmm. minutes late boarding Marine One and <laughs> refused to participate in that helicopter conference. Yeah. Just sort of walked by everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, look, dude. <laughs> and I saw Barr counting on his fingers one two three four i'm like and i'm like well, you have all the four? counts of obstruction <laughs> or, <laughs> well, there's 10 of those yeah uh yeah, unless he true. lost an arm <laughs> 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 it wasn't that but two drums for def leopard but he <laughs> but I, like here are the four here's your four choices resign and pencil pardon you uh, you know and i just see him going through mm-hmm. like his different options here but testifying is not one of them but, you know, you have to change your defense. That has to be one of the things. Republicans are not going to back you on this. The call was perfect shit. Everyone knows. Everyone's saying it was an imperfect call. It was not appropriate. Even Pence's staffer, Jennifer Williams, says it's not appropriate. And, and Trump tweeted at her, uh, you know, saying, you know, she's whoever she is. <laughs> and Pence uh, didn't stand up for her, uh, just like Pompeo didn't stand up for any of his people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just a gonna be a fun week yeah very fun um i'm i'm really so they're gonna do what what testimonies have been around like six hours or so on the days that they've happened it seems right those are the well they've been like it depends if they have some in the afternoon and some in the morning because the ones that they've done they've only had one right because the first one it was taylor and kent yeah i feel like one that one went from six in the morning right to like 3 30 kind of our time it seemed it was, I think it was five or six hours. Oh, no. That would have been like 2.30, yeah. 1.30. I think it was like five or six hours. It felt like forever. In a good way. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's like five, six hours. Yeah. Now they're splitting them up. But yeah. I think that, you know, some of the folks where they've got some scheduled in the morning, some in the afternoon, those will be shorter ones, I, totally. I'm assuming. 
Um, Because it's like a specific small part of the story they need testimony on. But the rules are still the same. It's still 45 minutes on each side and then five minutes per person. Mm -hmm. So it it could probably take just as long. Yeah. And I feel like Republicans will not give up stage time. No. No, they will not. Yeah. They will not Yeah. (laughs) Yes, they will. (laughs) Yeah, because then... And then Democrats can't afford to like yield their time or like give their time back to the room or something because the republicans will just pick up and pick it up and run yeah and and maybe if you yield your time back you just it doesn't get to go over to the other side maybe they're not like rollover minutes yeah well i guess i more mean like if someone has 30 minutes they're allowed to talk in total and one person has 30 and they're like i don't need the 30 and the other person still gets 30 relatively the other side just has more 30 more minutes Yeah. yeah for sure yeah All right, we'll be right back with breaking news of email proof that Sondland kept the White House informed of the progress of the investigations into Biden in 2016. Stick around. We all remember our first love. Some of us may even experience a second love. But Daily Beans buddies, today I want to talk to you about my third love. It's not a person. Third love makes the most comfortable and perfectly fitting bra I've ever owned. And yes, I love them. I'm kind of obsessed. Third love customizes their bras to your individual body based on a quick and easy fit finder quiz that take that you take online in less than one minute. Third love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles to best fit you. They use data generated by millions of women who've taken the fit finder quiz to design bras with the perfect fit and feel. Third love bras are absolutely the most comfortable I've ever owned. They're lightweight, super thin memory foam cups mold to your shape. They have straps that won't slip. They have tagless labels so that they don't itch. They offer more sizes than any other brand, including their signature half cup sizes. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone and are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Best of all, every customer has 60 days to put it on, put it to the test, wash it, wear it, and if you don't absolutely love it, return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a person in need. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash dailybeans now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash dailybeans for 15% off today. All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, Late breaking from Sunday night, the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Sondland kept the Trump administration apprised of the push to investigate the Bidens and the conspiracy theory that it was actually Ukraine that interfered in the 2016 elections. Sunlin, who is set to testify in the impeachment inquiry publicly this Wednesday at 9 a.m., is one of nine witnesses set to testify in the next three days, including David Holmes, who was just added. Uh, and in, in his deposition last week, he told lawmakers he clearly overheard Sunlin tell Trump over the phone that Zelensky loves his ass and will do the <laughs> investigations because he'll do whatever Trump asks him to. Sunlin conveniently left that phone call out of his previous testimony, saying he doesn't recall having any discussions with Trump or anyone about pushing the investigations. And he also left it out of his amended testimony. It wasn't wasn't in there either. Uh, In addition to questions about the overheard phone call, I expect Dems to ask about Sunland's September 1st call to Yermak, telling him that the military aid would not be released until they provided the public anti-corruption statement, which is one of the things Sunland magically remembered and put in his amended testimony after multiple people testified to, oh, you refreshed my memory. Thank you. Uh, I would also ask about the text messages on WhatsApp to Mm -hmm. Yermak. Um, going back into the summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then again, he spoke on September 7th uh, with Trump after Bill Taylor raised concerns about aid to Ukraine being conditioned on um, the announcement of the investigations along with a White House meeting. That's the call that happened during that text message exchange that we got, seems like a year ago, um, but was really not that long ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where Sunland came back saying, "Uh, no quid pro quo, you must understand me. Yep. So they'll ask about that too. And in these new emails obtained by the Wall Street Journal, we know that three days later, Sunland urged to Morrison to schedule the call between Trump and Zelensky before the Ukrainian parliamentary elections on July 21st, saying, 
Sole purpose is for Zelensky to give POTUS assurance of new sheriff in town, corruption ending, unbundling moving forward, and any hampered investigations will be allowed to move forward transparently. The hampered investigations here are the ones into the Bidens. Yeah. Yeah. And the 2016 election interference. Hampered Mm -hmm. because there's nothing to investigate. They're fake investigations. Um, So. At least in respect to like Hunter Biden specifically. Because I know that Burisma has a history of being pretty corrupt. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. But but specifically the Bidens. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and, um, (laughs) anyway, those, like I said, those investigations were hampered by Mm anti-corruption efforts in Ukraine, previously led by Marie Ivanovich. Uh, On July 19th, two days before the call was originally supposed to take place, Sundland emailed a group of Trump administration officials, namely uh, pretty much the three amigos minus Perry. I wonder if he's sad. Uh, But no, Mulvaney, uh, Morrison, oh, and Perry. No, Perry was on there. Uh, Not Volcker. That's who, and that's not, that's who wasn't on there. To say, and Giuliani, of course, to say that Zelensky was prepared to assure the president he was going to open the investigations. Quote, I talked to, I talked to Zelensky just now. He is prepared to receive POTUS's call. We'll assure him that he intends, Zelensky will assure Trump that he intends to run a fully transparent investigation. We'll turn over every stone. Uh, except Roger Stone. And then <laughs> added Zelensky was eager. That'd be funny if you like he's in the bed and you have to turn him over. Turn over. Oh, God. And then uh, his face. <laughs> just put him face down. <laughs> uh, and then he added Zelensky was eager to speak with Trump prior to the parliamentary elections. Mulvaney responded, quote, I asked NSC to set it up for tomorrow. Wow. Uh, it was Bolton who eventually pushed to delay the call until after the elections. This pretty much makes Sunland the point person for all communications between Trump and Zelensky, both prior to and after the call. So his testimony Wednesday morning, I think, will be pretty pretty telling which yeah. side he's going to land on. Yeah, I really hope that they drill down on the whole him being the ambassador to EU and it not being appropriate whatsoever for him to be doing any of this shit. I know. Yeah, just on one hand. Then there's also the lying. There's the quid pro quo facilitation itself. I would also there's... ask about those White House meetings and the gap between Yovanovitch and Taylor. Mm-hmm. Were you, what were you talking about there? Yeah, definitely. Because uh, there was that one month gap that, that uh-huh. had been brought up by uh, manufactured Krishnamurthy. Um during the testimony of, of, of Masha Ivanovich. Yeah, totally. But if Sunland comes clean and tells the truth, I think he could avoid a perjury indictment. I mean, a lot of people are like, no, he already lied. Fuck him. Yeah. But I think he, I think, I think he, he would have to come it. super clean. Yeah. And the stuff he would have to come clean about would like change a lot of stuff. He kind of looks like Mr. Clean's dad. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Or what I imagine Mr. Clean's dad would look like. I've never seen Mr. Clean's dad. Yeah. You know, I was thinking Mr. Clean is like a super buff dude, though, right? Right. I feel like Sondland's pretty unassuming, you know? Maybe his mom. Maybe, maybe he's maybe like Mr. his Clean's son that he's disappointed in. <laughs> yeah. He's yoked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you even clean, Hell bro? yeah. <laughs> this is a scrubbing biceps. <laughs> that is the whole premise of that marketing. <laughs> I will scrub forever. <laughs> it's, it's very strong. Yeah. Very strong. <laughs> Um, Anyways, that's all right, <laughs> Mister Come Clean. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, not supposed to be <laughs> I know. Freudian, but it meant, I, <laughs> the first nanosecond, I was like, yeah, and then I went, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a fast acting uh, oh, pun. Yeah, fast acting pun. <laughs> unintentional. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I love when that happens. <laughs> I know, me too. I know, me too. Or when I have like really like. Sometimes I don't hear people properly, mm-hmm. and oftentimes what I hear is way better than what they said. Yeah, come yeah. again, <laughs> come, come clean again. 
Uh, and this Monday, that's today, tomorrow, if you're listening yesterday, Trump has said he will strongly consider testifying in his own defense in the impeachment inquiry, tweeting. And I, I, I didn't write this. Okay, yes. This is him. <clears throat> Quote, our crazy do nothing. Where's the USMCA infrastructure, lower drug pricing and much more. Speaker of the House, nervous Nancy Pelosi, who is petrified by her radical left, knowing she will soon be gone. They and the fake news media are her boss. Suggested on Sunday's Deface the Nation, that's his new nickname for Face the Nation, that I testify about the phony impeachment witch hunt. She also said I could do it in writing, even though I did nothing wrong, and I don't like giving credibility to these no-due-process hoaxes. I like the idea and will, in order to get Congress focused again, strongly consider it. God damn, bro. Yeah, Word economy. Yeah, definitely that. He does not know what it is to be concise, or Stephen Miller doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whoever's right? writing his tweets. Um, Jesus. Yeah, that's uh, that'll nothing. Nothing good for him could possibly come from him sitting and talking. And yeah. it's like he I won't. S- he knows he won't. Yeah, I still wonder though. Is this one of those things where his lawyers know that and he doesn't? Because I know with the Mueller test, uh, with his written answers to Mueller, he was like, "Oh, I'll talk. I'll do an interview." And they're like, "Jesus, please, God, no." Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Uh, I don't know if he for if he knew from the beginning he would never do it, mm-hmm. but came out and said, hundred percent, I'll do it to look strong," and then decided to change the messaging that they were unfair. It was an unfair process. It was a sham investigation. It was a witch hunt hoax, and therefore I'm not gonna, you know, justify it by testifying in your whatever mm-hmm. bullshit thing or if he 100 percent will do it and his lawyers were like no you won't do it and so he had to change course and say that's unfair i'm not going to do it mm-hmm. uh but it's it's happening again because he's not going to but maybe back then he was like oh, it worked for me back then what i'll do is i'll come out and say 100 percent i'll testify i'm considering it i think i you know i don't but he even put the words in his tweet like sham process witch hunt hoax uh <laughs> no due process to face the nation like it's already set up so that if he decides not to which he already has yeah then he can say no i've pondered it it's uh i don't want to justify it with my presence mm-hmm. i'm too good for this i'm above it right and it's a hoax and a witch hunt and i'm not gonna yeah also the concept of him sitting there and just taking their questions respectfully is hilariously laughable I there's know. no fucking way he would sit there just like a person that's listening for five seconds <laughs> Like any time a Democrat questions, they would just say, no, 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 no. I'm just interrupting them constantly. Yeah, I'm not going to dignify. I'm not going to dignify. Yeah. No, that would be. You can't dignify shit. I don't think Democrats even want him to come in. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. It's like. I mean. That would just be theater. It would just just be a shit show. But, you know, to what end? He, you know, is it going to move the the Senate GOP? That's the only consideration. If it if it changes the public mind or if it changes the GOP mind, that's their only consideration. If it muddies that water, it's not worth doing. Yeah. Well, he would sit there and I bet he would take any opportunity he could not to answer the questions, but to just insert jabs yeah. at fake news media and the, and the, you know, whatever Hollywood liberals, as Stefanik has said. <laughs> Did you see her tweet today? No. She was like, the Hollywood liberals are rising up against me. They've raised like a million dollars or something. Donate to my campaign today. But she's blaming it on Hollywood liberals. It's New York. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also that. And she's <laughs> apparently some one of our uh, one of our listeners tweeted that the average donation is like $35. So obviously that's just a that's them once again falsely crafting this whole liberal elite yeah. deep state shit. 
Yeah, whatever. There are definitely rich liberals, obviously. And, oh, yeah. And God, totally. God bless them. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Hashtag coastal elite. Hashtag high five. Yeah. No, but I mean, she's just a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Did, did she get in like a Twitter battle with George Conway today? Yeah, yeah George I saw. Conway called her. T- uh, first of all, George Conway put a photo of him donating the max twenty eight hundred dollars to Tedra, mm-hmm. and then she was like, Rah, and then he he goes, "You're trash." He just called her trash. <laughs> <laughs> and I do not in any way support George Conway yeah. or anything that he's doing. But like, that's funny. That though. made me laugh quite a bit. I do. Yeah. I do see his tweets. They do pop up in my feed a lot. I don't. I don't know if I follow him, but. They get around. They yeah. get traction. It definitely doesn't help with the whole like elite versus, you know, I guess people's argument that they try to make. It's calling someone trash. <laughs> That's not really good for the cause, George. Yeah. But it is funny. It's good TV. <laughs> Like you're trash. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, George, who are you married to? All right. I um, say this, but on Twitter, I'm so vicious in my replies. I'm like, you fucking piece of I shit. Know, Disgrace. It's <laughs> not not nice at all. I Anything know. I tweet. I know. And, and, you know, if I had to, if I had, if like there was a trash contest between Kellyanne Conway and, and Stefanik, I, I would give trash queen to Kellyanne. But mm-hmm. that is just me. And yeah. I shouldn't disparage people like that. But I'm, yeah, you know, I'm tired. Um, I'll do better. I'll be better. I promise. On the other side of the break, though, Jordan has information on a possible pay-to-play scheme for an ambassador role in the Trump administration and Trump's war crime pardons. And, and they, these, this drives me nuts. So stick with us. Hey, everybody. It's AG. This episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Root Insurance. Car insurance can be crazy expensive, but if you want to save a bunch of money, you really need to try Root Insurance. Root uses an app, uh, an app to base rates primarily on how you drive. By removing bad drivers from the equation... Root Insurance saved its good drivers up to 52% in 2019. What I love about Root is they believe better drivers deserve better rates, so they've tossed out the old way of getting insurance and made a real change for the better. That's the reason why Root has been featured in Forbes, TechCrunch, Wired, The Washington Post, and Fortune magazine. In 2019, Root was the fastest-growing direct insurance company in the U.S., Root is the world's first mobile, first car insurance company. The Root insurance card is available right from your phone, and if you get into an accident, you can file a claim directly in the app. It's car insurance made easy with rates based on how you drive, not who you are. All you have to do is download the Root Insurance app, drive normally for a few weeks during the Root test drive, and see how much you can save. You can even make extra cash by referring friends. Don't wait to give Root a try. Head to your app store and download the Root Insurance app and sign up in less than a minute to start your test drive today. That's R-O-O-T. Again, download the Root app today or visit joinroot.com to learn more and see how much you could save. Root reserves the right to refuse to quote any individual a premium rate for the insurance advertised herein. Savings based on a national review reported by actual customers. Form number one, not available in all states. This product is not available in California. That was fun. I never did a disclaimer before. Yeah, that was well done. I got that at the end, yeah. I, I probably didn't have to do it that way. That's just how... It's, just, it's how you've consumed them, though, your whole life. I was so. born this way. Mm-hmm. That's how I do. That's how I, do I was born and marketed to this way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I just accidentally doodled the perfect weird leg okay oh perfect i am gonna oh, yeah look at that look at the toe come together and everything yeah that is a nice little jack skellington leg isn't it thank you <laughs> uh one of these days i'll take pictures of my <laughs> i know it's oh, really my... it's really good because if you're <laughs> if you're looking at it from far away it looks like you're just furiously <laughs> writing relevant notes <laughs> or like i'm doing some sort of weird like yeah scrivening from talking to the dead yes or... it does it looks like the babadook kid <laughs> sketches <laughs> <laughs> 
You're like, might, I need you here. Are you okay? I might need to have these looked at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what is, what is that? The Rose Rosarch Rose Chart Rorschach. Rorschach. There you go. Look, it's my parents fighting. Look, it's my parents fighting. Yeah, that's just kind of scary. All right. But um, uh, apparently, <clears throat> what's going on with Doug Manchester, pay to play, ambassador role, and the Bahamas? Yes. Uh, so, Doug Manchester, who apparently prefers to go by Papa Doug. Okay, already? Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Papa Doug. Papa Doug. That is his Papa. preference. No one likes a skinny ambassador. Yeah. Papa's preference is Papa Doug. Um, okay. So, yeah, there was a really good CBS in- investigation that uncovered all of this stuff. So, apparently, the RNC asked Papa Doug, <laughs> uh, who is a San Diego billionaire, by the way, gross, um, and I guess not necessarily gross, but he is gross. We'll come to find out. Um, and he's also a candidate for Trump's pick for ambassador to the Bahamas, uh, or was up until recently. Um, but he was asked from by the RNC to donate $500,000 to them. And this happened during his Senate confirmation process that really extended over the course of like two and a half years. And he also, by the way, paid a million dollars to Trump's inaugural fund. Uh, but what it, what happened... Also? Yeah. So it gave a million? <laughs> yes. Is that like the... Was there some sort of menu... To, like, like that went around to billionaires it's like ambassadorship one million yes secretary of the army 18 million yeah probably probably <laughs> those are real numbers from real bribes that i just quoted yeah. by the way yeah for uh, real positions God. within the trump administration yeah i know one of the things they included in their reporting too is like on average it's pretty typical for you know donors and political supporters as they're called to get ambassador positions, it's, it's about like one third of ambassadors usually wind up being political supporters, presumably ones that have some sort of experience, though. Whoa. Yeah. But with Donald Trump, he's at like 50 percent, like half of his ambassadors are just straight up political supporters. Um, yeah. and, and and that 18 million I mentioned, by the way, mm-hmm. it just as a throwback in case anybody was curious for secretary of the army, that's what Koch mm-hmm. lent Manafort. Mm, yeah, Cock. Yeah. I forgot about Cock. Remember Cock? Yes. We had some good riffs in that episode, obviously. <laughs> the, cock, the Cock days or the salad days. Yeah. They were just so fun. Yeah. Um, well, this guy was also trying to buy his way in, basically. But, yeah. but what happened, essentially, was... Okay, so, again, he's going for being the ambassador of the Bahamas, but or to the Bahamas. <laughs> um, after Hurricane Dorian, Doug, Papa Doug, packed up his private jet... Imagine the scene. Packs up his private jet with a bunch of supplies and stuff, and he goes to the Bahamas where he apparently owns a home, and he goes there with the intention of helping out with relief efforts and, and everything. And Trump tweets this, I would also like to thank Papa Doug Manchester, hopefully the next ambassador to the Bahamas, for the incredible amount of time, money, and passion he has spent on helping to bring safety on to me. the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, end quote. So then three days later after that tweet, the RNC, that's when they asked him for the $500,000 donation. And then this is what Papa Doug wrote back to the RNC. He said, um, as you know, I am not supposed to do any, but my wife is sending a contribution for $100,000. Assuming I get voted out of the uh, Foreign Relations Committee on Wednesday to the floor. This is throughout, again, his confirmation process. So assuming he gets voted out on Wednesday to the floor, we need you to have the majority leader bring it to a majority vote. Once confirmed, uh, our family will respond. 
which basically is meaning Once I get, get me vote, past, I'll, I'll give you, you more money. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so the, And I like the his acknowledgement that he's not supposed to give any money. But so his knows, wife, yeah. <laughs> so he knows you you aren't supposed to buy these, but then says yes. I'm buying this. Really ill advised email legally <laughs> what he said um the rnc has now said that they cut ties to manchester and returned the money after all of this and uh in his reply this is where he really fucked up he copied you should have got us on whatsapp bro. yeah yeah exactly. now we can't hire you very true um in his reply though he had copied staffers of republican senators so then they saw it and then they told someone who told someone until it got to the white house and then it was actually the white house who asked him to withdraw because i guess even this was just too much shit for them i probably some of the senators along the way on that fucked up weird game of telephone Mm -hmm. were like we're not going to vote for him now bro so you got to withdraw like i don't think it was trump who was like this is unethical i will withdraw no i do not think it it came up it came up with that message yeah and especially like you said since he demonstrated demonstrates you know an understanding of how he's not supposed to do anything like that and then when they asked him about like what about the hundred thousand your your wife gave you know he was like well you know she just likes trump on her own separately that just came from like that was like on her own volition (laughs) she decided to do that coincidentally after they asked us to give them five hundred thousand dollars but also i'm not sending it to you until you vote for me yeah well i think what he said was she'll send a hundred thousand just as like a like a sort of you know deposit deposit? yeah (laughs) yeah and then the pointy deposit and then the rest yeah the rest will come through (laughs) after you've pushed me through oh must yeah oh, yeah and wow. people weren't super stoked the reason he didn't get through it's pretty hard to not get through in the senate at this point right when it's like republican led and fucking if he just shut his mouth yeah yeah and but he had the tweet and everything mm-hmm, exactly oh but i guess the republicans some of them have voiced concern with how this guy conducts himself not surprising yeah yeah i wonder if they have like a frequent flyer program like <laughs> you pay for you know, every you know, pay for eight ambassadorships, get the ninth one for you. <laughs> yeah, punch card, ambassador yeah. punch card. <laughs> um, yeah, it's freaking the RNC's got him. That's funny. Yeah, it is uh, pretty wild. So that guy's out. Bye, Papa Doug. Bye, 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 Papa, Papa Doug. Doug. Wonder where he hangs out. Yeah, because he's a San Diego dude. I want to run into him. He's probably in La Jolla. I'm going to say Coronado. There. Yeah, either Coronado or La Jolla. <laughs> he might be in the Keys or the Ks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Ks. What are they called? The Coronado Ks? I don't know. Are they? Yeah. Oh, cool. Just where the super rich people are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God, that place. Yeah, like, we're talking, like, fucking $20 million homes and stuff. Yeah. It's also so, like, weirdly hard to get to. It isn't mm-hmm. even... It's very, really inconvenient. Yeah. And very, very loud. Yes. Crowded. And, yeah, super crowded. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's kind of like a peninsula almost that's my thing with la jolla shores it's like beautiful beautiful really expensive homes but it, you always have the marine layer it's always cloudy mm-hmm. and it always smells like shit yeah poops <laughs> yeah the, the like literal bird poop bird and and seals and seals yeah the shit beautiful birds and beautiful seals are just defecating constantly <laughs> <laughs> they, they do have to poop everybody poops <laughs> roger yes. stone knows that yep yep this is true um anyway so that's that story and then you also had something on uh trump today i think he uh pardon some people yeah and one of these guys also has ties to san diego at least one of them um so trump pardoned two soldiers and reversed disciplinary action for one navy seal on friday um one was facing a murder charge next year one was convicted of posing with uh, the corpse of an isis fighter in iraq and another was acquitted oh and that guy was also acquitted of murder that's the um the seal yes well no that that was a uh, oh wait 
Yeah, that was a yes, seal. Yes, it was. Sorry. But that's the one who Gallagher. he's restoring his, yeah, he's yes. restoring his rank. That is Cecile Gallagher. Thank you. Um, he's in San Diego. This all this all was happening in San Diego courts. And if you remember any of these headlines, uh, yeah, that's the story. And then the other was convicted of second degree murder in 2013 and sentenced to 19 years for telling his soldiers to kill three men in Afghanistan. So Trump gave two of those guys full pardons and then gave uh, the second guy I mentioned, Gallagher, a restoration basically in his rank. Yep. Is that the terminology? Yep, I'm not familiar. About it. Okay, there we go. Uh, and I, the, the fact that this came on Friday, I do not think is a coincidence because Friday was the end of a really bad week for him. Yeah. Um, and impeachment hearings were totally taking up the news at that point. So to me, it kind of seems like th- the timing would be because he's trying to get some good press for him, maybe. And it was good press in the military community, at least with people who are, you know, supporting those guys still. Um, Do you remember when he was going to take away everyone's security clearances? Remember those days? Which ones? Like Brennan and McCabe. Oh, and, yeah. And mm-hmm. All those guys. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> They're unfit. They're unfit to receive Comey. their... And Comey's like, um, I don't work for the FBI anymore. They revoked my security clearance. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Yeah. But then folks who are, I mean if I'm understanding these cases correctly, convicted of war crimes, essentially. Yeah, this um, is like murder. Yeah. They, they, they're they okay, though. They're worthy of uh, redemption. And I'm not making a judgment on whether or not they are, but the hypocrisy that you just pointed out yep. is hypocritical. Quite. Yeah. Quite. Yeah. Uh, yet he'll he'll smear Vindman all over the place. Yeah, and the details of some of those some of these stories that these guys were involved in are like very grotesque and disgusting, and yeah. totally against like yeah, like urinating laws. On a corpse. Yeah, yeah, just like I don't know what is it what is, what is that like code of ethics called in the military? Geneva Convention. Okay, so yes. Well, that's not, the global like war crimes uh, thing. Yeah, we have the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Yeah, like one of one of the guys that was murdered was like unarmed in a combat zone. Mm-hmm. So stuff that's just like super super fucked up. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. again, whether like taking these into individual account, Trump loves the guy who pissed on a corpse and hates the guy who's testifying against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's his worst crime. Exactly. And that's not a crime. Yeah. (laughs) Actually. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you for those stories. Mm -hmm. A little maddening, but necessary. Yeah. His whole rhetoric was like, they deserve redemption and stuff. And it's just like, oh, God, give me give me a break with your selective morality, dude. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the SCOTUS action today on Monday regarding Trump's tax returns. There seemed to be a bit of confusion uh, in the news, there were a lot of bad headlines saying SCOTUS has blocked the release of Trump's tax returns, making it sound like that's the end. They're done. And and then, of course, all of the what did somebody call them? Like, <clears throat> like fatalist. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name, but there was a hashtag for it. Like everyone who's basically like anytime a headline comes up, that's it. That's the end. We're all fucked. Everything's doomed. Like doom doom lords or something <laughs> that's what i'm gonna call them doom lords that's probably not right but i'm gonna call them doom lords if anyone is writing a fictional book right now please incorporate doom lords into it doom lords, doom lords. uh so yeah that's 
all those headlines are pretty misleading. So let's rewind a little bit for some context. Um, the House Oversight Committee uh, back in July sued to get Mazars to uh, actually I think it was uh, early or later than that uh, sued to get Mazars to hand over to tr- hand over Trump's financial records that would presumably contain his tax returns. Okay, that's Congress. The, yeah, yeah. I think that was April. April. That's House Oversight. That's uh, the late Elijah Cummings. Trump sued Elijah Cummings and the Oversight Committee to stop the House from getting the records from Mazars. The D.C. Circuit Court ruled that Trump's argument sucked and Mazars had to hand over the documents. That ruling would take effect today uh, unless SCOTUS issued a stay filed by Trump that would stop Mazars from handing over the goods until Trump could appeal to SCOTUS. Trump asked SCOTUS for a stay and SCOTUS wanted more time to consider it. So today they issued a temporary administrative stay to allow both sides to submit their responses. Um, Like I said, it's a temporary administrative stay, just like the appellate court issued recently. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that was in the grand jury materials case, was it? That we reported on like yesterday or this week? Like last week. Yes. Mm, I don't remember. It was Judge Beryl Howe. So, yeah, that'd be grand jury materials. So it was a grand jury materials. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a grand jury materials case. And in that case, the appeals court um, did a temporary stay while they decided that they weren't going to. And then that's probably going to get kicked up to SCOTUS. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's all this is. It's just buying more time. So the House now has until November 21st, that's Thursday, to submit its brief opposing Trump's request for a stay. After that, SCOTUS will make a decision on whether or not to grant the stay. Um, five of the nine justices would need to vote in favor of the stay, uh, or it's the end of the line for Trump and Mazars will hand over the tax returns. As we've said before, if SCOTUS grants that stay uh, after November 21st, the handoff will be um, of the materials will be stayed until Trump files his appeal or his cert. At that point, four of the nine justices would have to agree to hear the case. If that doesn't happen, the lower court order stands and Mazars has to hand over the documents. If SCOTUS, if four of the nine decide they want to hear the case, Trump will have to win on the merits, which he has none. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If they're going to be fair, at least. I think so. And here's why. Because Uncle Blazer on Twitter has broken this all down, including what he thinks the odds are for each step. He thinks it's 70% chance Trump will get the stay granted by SCOTUS. 50% SCOTUS will hear the case. And if they do, 95% chance Trump will lose the, on the merits. Hell yeah. And if they do not hear the case, then the lower course decision stands, right? Yep. And Mazzara, at every level, Trump has to win all three. Yeah. If the Dems just win, win just one, all the stuff gets handed over. Hell yeah. What a shitty game of like Mario this would be. <laughs> do, 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 the worst do, bosses. Hand over your yeah. returns. <laughs> um, as, far, <laughs> as far as the timeline, uh, the stay... Uh, we think should be decided in December. The appeal, if it gets to the appeal level, will be decided probably in January. I, the, Uncle Blazer says February. I think January. Uh, and the merits in March to April. Uh, I think, here's what I think. I think, these are my beans. SCOTUS will grant the stay, but won't hear the appeal. But that sounds more like a normal case. Um, this is the president, so they might want to give it every chance. Mm-hmm. You know, so that... There's less of an art. Like, we granted your stay. We granted your appeal. We listened to the merits, and we still say no. You know, then it's like he got his full-ass due process. Yeah. Not that anything less would mean he didn't get due process. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if this were a normal person, I probably wouldn't have even gotten to this point. Mm -hmm. But if it had, I don't think that they would even 
grant the stay. Mm-hmm. You said that there's a scenario where they would grant the stay, but then not hear the appeal. Right. So why would they grant the stay in the in the first place? I'm not familiar with that. To hear the arguments. Okay. Um, oh, oh no, that would be the merits. Uh, no, you're right. They could grant the stay. Yeah, it would it would seem weird to grant the stay if you're not going to hear arguments. No, no, no. I I got it because he hasn't filed the appeal yet. Mm, got it. So you have to grant the stay to give him time to file the cert. Ah, uh, got it. And then they it's make a decision. A cert, not an appeal, but you know. Okay. Cert of literati or something so they like that. grant the stay to give him a chance at motioning for an appeal. I don't know if that's using that word correctly. And then (laughs) two chicks I did go to law school try to (laughs) try to talk about this shit. Do the certorati and then the things. Jello pudding pop. Um I don't know why I went Bill Cosby on that. But yeah. So so you'd have to do you'd have to grant the stay in so you, you would SCOTUS would grant the stay to give Trump the ability to file to be heard on the merits in SCOTUS. That would then be denied, you think? I think that they will not hear it. Yeah, and they'll be like, listen to those dudes. But only four of nine would need to agree to hear it. Mm -hmm. And he's got definitely two in his pocket. And then you've got another good one and then another one. So, you know, if it gets past, if it gets to that point, they might decide to hear. But he can't win on the merits. He just can't. Yeah. And and it actually might be do a favor to him to not hear the case because it's just going to be so stupid. (laughs) Like Kavanaugh, uh, you know, might be like, oh, look, man, um, I was going to. But you don't want us to hear this on the merits. You don't want this argued in the Supreme Court. Yeah. I like beer. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, that's pretty much the long and short of it. Sorry, I know I messed up Sergerati. Does I, oh, I have no, I, I don't freaking know. Um, I just call it appealing the Supreme Court. But that's probably not correct. It's easier to understand, Sertor, that's for sure. Sergerati? Um, you know, now I have to look it up because yeah. I don't want to be wrong. I have a, Sometimes I've, I forget it's not just me and you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thousands of people that yeah. listen to us. Um, Writ of Certiorari. Ooh. Sounds like a car. It does. Mm. A type of writ meant for rare use by which an appellate court decides to review a case as its discretion. The word certiorari comes from Latin meaning to be more fully informed. Ooh. All right. Maybe that's not what it is. I don't know. It sounds it beats what, me. You know what? He'll he'll write down on a piece of paper what he wants to do and he'll give it to the <laughs> Supreme Court. Yeah, I have a, I have a question. So then, when we think about like precedent-setting cases, if this issue ever comes up with a future precedent and the Supreme Court, a future president, mm-hmm, and then oh yeah yeah exactly. Uh, well no. So let's say the Supreme Court, in the scenario that you were talking about, decides to not hear the appeal case. Uh huh. Um, and then that would mean that the lower court's decision stands. Yes. Would that lower court's decision be the one in the future, if a president ever gets into the same kerfuffle again, that they would be pointed to, or or do you think it it's like not not uh, written in stone enough unless it's it goes all the way to the Supreme Court? That's a good question. My thoughts on this, and I have no legal experience in this realm at all. Or if you file a cert with the Supreme Court um, and they decide not to hear it, mm-hmm. the reason they decide not to hear it is because maybe there's so much precedent already out there, mm-hmm. which in this case there there is. Right. So 
I don't, I guess your kind of your question is in order for it to be considered precedent, does it have to be decided by the merits by SCOTUS? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's would, totally my question. I would imagine so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they refuse to hear it, it's because it's already been so decided. Yeah. But I could be totally wrong. Maybe if, if a Supreme Court decides not to hear something on the merits and kicks it back down and this, that lower court ruling stands, that ruling would be a precedent. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that Supreme Court refused to hear it might set a precedent that they probably aren't going to hear anything like this. I I really, you know what, we could probably. Yeah, I have no idea how to even Google that answer. <laughs> yeah, here we go. I, I was right. I just was pronouncing it wrong. A case cannot be appealed to the Supreme Court. As such, a party seeking to appeal to the Supreme Court from a lower court decision must file a writ of certiorari. In the Supreme Court, if four justices agree to review the case, the court will hear it. Okay, so they would just have to do that again, basically, if this ever came up in the future, had they not decided to hear it at this point in time. With another president? Yeah. If they, if the president was appealing? And yeah. also a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, appealing something that, that is like this, yeah, where they wouldn't release their tax returns yeah. <laughs> to the House of Representatives, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, crazy times. Can... Circuit courts or appeal appellate courts set precedent. We're learning in real time. Yeah, we are. She's typing right now. Click, 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 shoop, shoop. The Circuit Court of Appeals can interpret law how they want so long as there is no binding Supreme Court precedent. One of the common reasons the Supreme Court grants certiorari is if there's a conflict among the courts, the Circuit Courts, as to the meaning of federal law. Hmm. So okay. I think only the Supreme Court can set precedent. Yeah. Binding precedent, at least. Judicial precedent. Determination. You know what? This is a lot. Yeah. I guess this is why it cost a million dollars. to go to law school. (laughs) (laughs) We're sitting here like, we can do it. Yeah. Where's (laughs) Zeusk or whatever? Zoom. (laughs) Zeusk is a dating app, huh? What is that? (laughs) Legal Zoom. Legal Zoom. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you can tell I have a single mother from that Zeus reference. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's your mom. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think it is marketed to prove. I, I, I actually, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's saying here that in common law legal systems, precedent uh, is a rule established in a previous legal case that's either binding on or persuasive for a court or other tribunal when deciding a subsequent case with similar issues or facts. Cool. Okay, so then in that sense, the SCOTUS is more just like the ceiling. Yeah, it's probably like, well... If, I, Tough I, luck I, if you're still unhappy. <laughs> I would imagine citing Supreme Court precedent is probably the Supreme... Yeah. Re-law, law, yes, argument, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're the Supreme Court. <laughs> All righty then. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, that's what's going on with that. We have a lot more to get to. We have some schadenfreude, which is really, really good and a really funny hashtag, so stick around. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and today's Daily Beans is brought to you by Embark. I am an unabashed dog lover and dog mother. I would do anything for my dog. One time my dog ate my homework, and I just did more homework, and then I fed that to my dog, too. He is hungry for knowledge. The most important thing I did for my dog was to learn about his breeding and lineage to help understand uh, how to best care for him. I used the Embark Breed and Health DNA test to learn more about my dog's breed and ancestry and to screen for any genetic health conditions. Over 50% of dogs are either at risk or a carrier of a genetic disease, and it's important to know, and the sooner the better. 
Embark uses the most comprehensive DNA testing on the market, and all you need to do is take one simple cheek swab and send it in. We didn't have any single problem with it. Only Embark uses research-grade DNA testing, not just to give you the most accurate results, but also to make future genetic discoveries. Every Embark pup brings us closer to the goal of ending preventable diseases in dogs. All of the things we do for our health and happiness and longevity, we need to do them for our dogs too, and Embark is the most important. Embark has an exclusive holiday offer you can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com now and use promo code DAILYBEANS to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. That's EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS to save. And happy holidays. All right, everybody, welcome back. I got one more quick story here, and it's about Ambassador Kurt Volker, who was included, by the way, in Devin Nunes' list of minority witnesses for the public impeachment hearings. And he's going to testify today, Tuesday, uh, but called by the Dems. Um, But he's facing some serious credibility problems because in his testimony, a previous deposition, um, like Sunland's, is in contrast to multiple credible witness testimonies already given or released via deposition transcript. So I want to go over these major inconsistencies. There's four big ones, so you'll know what to listen for in his public testimony today. Uh, On JustSecurity.org, you can see a 60-page side-by-side comparison of his testimony. Uh, and how it contradicts to that of other fact witnesses. Of course, Volker is on Team Giuliani with Sunland and Rick Perry. These are the bad guys. So it makes sense that they would lie and that Nunez would want them as witnesses Mm -hmm. to lie for him. Um, So first, he flat out denied that the Ukraine investigations were discussed during the July 10th meeting. That was that meeting where Bolton was like, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. not okay, guys. And Hill was like, get out of here. Fuck you. And everyone was like, that's inappropriate. And Vindman told two guys. It it was very bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, he says nothing. Investigations were not discussed in that 10th meeting, July 10th meeting. And that's why the meeting was called short, actually. Uh, He also lied when he denied any knowledge or involvement in efforts to urge Ukraine to investigate Biden. And then he lied when he denied knowledge or involvement in the bribery scheme, or quid pro quo, as he used to call it. Uh, And he claimed the efforts to get Ukraine to make public statements about the investigations ended in August. But we know from the deposition transcripts uh, and testimony of the likes of Bill Taylor, Fiona Hill, Tim Morrison, Colonel Vindman, uh, and even amended testimony by Gordon Sundland that none of that is true. So like Sundland, he can either come clean and maybe avoid being charged with lying uh, to Congress under 18 U.S. Code 1001, or he could take the fifth, or he might think about issuing a supplemental declaration like Sunland did, or he could do his supplemental declaration about his inconsistencies in his opening statement today. He mm. can do that, too. Mm-hmm. I'd like to correct the record. Go all Sunland. Go Sunland on their ass. Yeah, which you probably want, though. I don't know what he'll do. I mean, he hasn't at this point, but I guess the inconsistencies weren't as publicly scrutinized as Sondland's were. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But, but he had just as many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of should have been. But Volker, I don't think, is the point man. Right. So I don't think that that's why the focus isn't as much on him. Yes. And there's a connection to Bill Taylor that Sondland had that was just like much yeah. more of a salacious yeah. revelation. And then you get, get Holmes. Mm-hmm. What up, Holmes, coming mm-hmm. out and testifying. Yeah. It's going to be, that's going to be fantastic. Oh, God. And this is only just like one thing that has been able to uh, reach the minds of people that are thinking straight enough to report it. So I'm just imagining all of the other areas that they're doing all of this shadow diplomacy in. 
I know, I know. Just exactly. like as an administration. Just one slice yeah. of the pie. Who else are they bullying? Yeah, freaking crazy. But yeah, I'm what what do you what do you think his testimony is gonna look like? Do you Ugh. think he do you do you have any inclination towards him amending anything or just doubling down or it's like like my dad used to bet on dogs at the dog track and he would bet on the one that took a shit before the race. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have that kind of inside knowledge. I don't know uh what Volker's lawyers are like. I don't know what Sunland's lawyers are like. I don't know if, you know, if they've taken a shit before the race or not. I, I can't, it's hard for me to put beans on something that I don't have at least some knowledge about. Totally. Yeah, I feel that. Um, my, and we haven't, I haven't even seen, I've only seen little bits and pieces of Sunland and he's just sort of this magnanimous prick. Uh, but I don't even know what Volker's like, really, mm-hmm. because we haven't seen him in public. So I can't even make a, a determination based on his personality, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just really hard. I mean, if they have good lawyers, good, thoughtful lawyers, they'll come clean and tell the truth. I mean, the the witnesses stacking up against them on the other side is huge. It's massive pile yeah. of witnesses. Yeah, totally. Um if you're betting on what dog is going to win the race based on which one takes a shit first, is that called a crapshoot? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you did the dad joke and then the dad joke laugh. <laughs> I just had to sit there quietly listening to you talk about things that are actually relevant. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, wait until let that like, one go. Say it, say it, say it. Say it. <laughs> crap shoot, crap shoot. Uh, but anyways, yes, totally. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what he called that. Yeah. Um, but no, back to what you were saying. The important <laughs> stuff. That's yeah, that seems uh yeah, I, don't, I have no idea either. It is a crapshoot, though, and that's mm-hmm. what we were talking about earlier in the show. Like, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do, and and neither do the Dems. Um, like, the Dems didn't know Bill Taylor was gonna testify to this whole other phone call that David Holmes heard, giving us another witness in the in the testimony this week. The Dems definitely don't know, unless there's some sort of behind the closed doors meetings between the lawyers and Adam Schiff, or the lawyers and the lawyers for the House off like working on an immunity deal or talking about are you going to tell the truth because we don't want to bring him out and have him i don't know i really i i'm curious as to how this is happening my guess is that they're just winging it and they're going to see what happens and hope and hope for the best because if they do continue to lie then they've got them on obstruction Mm -hmm. so it's like six or one half dozen Mm -hmm. but then you don't get the information yeah but it also still makes loss (laughs) it still makes trump look really bad because you've got the three guys who are on the inside lying for him and everybody else in the whole entire universe is saying something different. Yeah, that's true. Probably no matter what happens, it's honestly going to be good news for the Democrats. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I mean, we're going to impeach him anyway. Again, the only considerations are does the public care and and do the the Senate Republicans care? Yeah. So (sighs) despite this massive, heavy schedule of of, uh, testimony this week, nine people in three days... Uh, something else is happening Wednesday night. We have another debate with 800 people. We do, yes. Except instead of 800, it's 10 this time, which is two less than the last time because uh, O'Rourke dropped out, as we know. And then Julian Castro, he didn't make the debate polling requirements. Oh. Yeah, so he will not be on there and his voice will be missed. But there's 13 candidates. Who else? Oh, uh, because uh, Deval Patrick can't do it. Yeah. Because he's, he's joined too, too late. Yeah, too noob. Um, but let's, yes, he's a total noob. Let me see. I can get the full. So we got, we got the hits, obviously. We got Biden, Warren, Sanders, Kamala, Buttigieg, Booker, um, (laughs) 
I'm trying to do it. Wait, fuck. I don't want to misspeak. Any of them could have not. You tried it. Try. Clo- she was trying Klobuchar. to guess. She was trying to guess. Klobuchar, well, right. Klobuchar made it for sure. Okay, yes. So the, the 10 names are uh, Joe Biden, Cory Booker, Buttigieg, Gabbard, Kamala Harris, Klobuchar, Bernie Sanders, Tom Steyer, oh. Elizabeth Warren. I forgot about Tom Steyer. Andrew Yang. Uh, and that's it. Okay. Yeah. Those are the 10. So it'll yeah. be a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh, a lot. Until it's four people or less, I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, it is a lot. Especially when you think about they're unable to get really into the like super nitty gritty of a lot of these subjects. Into their details. Yeah. But it starts at 6 p.m. Pacific time. It's going to be two hours long. Uh, it's happening in Atlanta. Two Toward- hours isn't bad. It's better than their typical three. Yeah. Um, I think where it's happening is is pretty important too, ju- just because yeah. obviously Stacey Abrams was like a freaking badass force in Georgia, which is a state that swung red over yeah. the last couple of elections. So they're really yeah. hoping to swing that blue this year. Um, and I think that they can do it. I'm confident that they can do it. And uh, both of their Senate seats are up for re-election in 2020 as well. Huh. Yeah. So Georgia is like a crazy important state. Interesting. Yeah. Um, did I also read that that's where they're having the Democratic National Convention next year? I do not know. I did not read that myself. I do know the literal place. You mean like Atlanta? Yeah. 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 I'm not sure. What's um, a literal place? Well, I was going to say where they're actually hosting it is going to be at Tyler Perry Studios um, in Georgia that he has. He has like a production company and studios and stuff. So yeah. they're going to be having so it I'm there. I'm wondering if that's in Atlanta. It's de- yeah no definitely definitely this stuff is in Atlanta. I don't know where the DNC stuff is happening. Right, but I mean it would make sense that his studio. Yeah, I don't know how big it actually is. I didn't see I didn't see that because the DNC is like massive. No, it's in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, not even close. Milwaukee. That sounds like a Biden town. Yeah, it's definitely a Biden town. Yeah. Hmm. Coincidence? Biden town. Do you think that's a coincidence or no? No, that's not a coincidence. Yeah. If I know the DNC. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's see. What else do we have today? Um, yeah, and we'll go over more of the debates on Thursday um, for Friday's Daily Beans mm-hmm. um, when we, uh, after we hear them. Yeah. I'm going to watch them. I'm not going to live tweet them. It's too hard to live tweet a 10-person debate. Yeah. And I do understand, you know, you hear me bitching about how many, too many people on the stage. I know that this is how it has to go. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they should have weeded out more people by by now. I mean, primaries are in like... A couple months, a few months, February, but that's mm-hmm. that's right around the corner. Yeah, and it, but I honestly can't remember how it went. I mean, the the last time it, we just had two candidates, pretty much, mm-hmm. and then the time before that, it was just Obama and Obama. So I'm not used to the timeline for Democrats when you've got more than ten people in the race. Yeah, at this point, I feel like if you're before we were saying if you're below five percent, you should drop. Now I feel like if you're below like eight percent, you should drop. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's time for a little Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. All right. As we said before, Tedrick Cobb raised one million dollars from every state in the nation. Average donation thirty six dollars over the weekend, following Elise Stefanik's pathetic bullshit performance Friday during Marie Yovanovitch's testimony. Despite Trump and other Republicans' praise for her role in the hearing, the three day haul easily topped the six hundred and fifty six thousand dollars Cobb raised the entire year. Um, Stefanik has raised $1.3 million all year, 
In addition to the massive money Tedra Cobb has raised, she went from 3,000 followers on Twitter to 250,000 followers over the weekend. Yes. Surpassing Stefanik's 2009 followers. Um, 209,000, sorry. Hell yeah. 209,000 followers on Monday morning. Uh, so New York 21 is going to be a closely watched race this year. Oh, it just got shoved into the national spotlight. God, that feels so good. Isn't it good? That's what you get when you are a bad person. Yes. <laughs> She's just a terrible That's person. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I'm like, uh, a, lot, a lot of words could be slid right into yeah. there. But, uh, you know what's really shitty, too, is they think that they're getting all of this, uh, or the other side is getting all of this funding because they're threatened by her. And it's like, no, dude, you oh. just inspire such rage yeah. because you're so awful. You're so terrible and no one knew who you were. And now everyone realizes that you're terrible and they're just going to donate to your opponent. Because yes. That's how terrible you are. Yeah. And people you're... will pay money because you're so terrible. <laughs> yes. And you're so terrible. You're bad for your own party, yeah. as is shown by all of this right now that's happening. Mm. So awful. It's, it's like, hey, kids, it doesn't pay to be a bully. OK, that's really the lesson everyone should take from this. Agreed. Yeah. All right, let's get social. Hashtag. Okay, so my new favorite hashtag is trending right now, and it's hashtag okay Trumper. <laughs> Instead of, because, you know. That's ageless. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. I finally, like, because I thought the idea behind okay Boomer was great, except for the fact that it was boomers. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you have to come down on Boomer? I mean, I know everyone's got their own issues and mm-hmm. stuff like that with different generational problems. And, you know, every generation has some sort of dickishness to them. Uh, some more than others. I'm not going to go into it. But I love the idea of just being like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And now I have one that I can use that doesn't offend anyone except people who deserve it, which is OK Trumper. Yeah. And uh, there, it, it, go check it out on Twitter right now. Hashtag OK Trumper. Keep it trending. And look at just some of the great tweets that that are coming out of it. I think it's uh, it's very cathartic. It's very uh, therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I enjoyed spending some time uh, with that hashtag today. So I'm glad that it exists. And I love it very much. Amazing. All right. That's the show. Any final thoughts? Um, I will miss you all tomorrow. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> quite formal, Jordan. Yes, yes. You're welcome. Yes. And please enjoy your day off tomorrow. Thank you. Yes, uh, Mandy will be back tomorrow. Jordan's going to take a day off. Tag team. And uh, we will, gosh, we'll be back. We'll be talking about all the testimony we're going to see tomorrow. Got to get up at six in the morning. Mm-hmm. means I have to work out extra early. Mm-hmm. Whew. <laughs> Man. Long day. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, and no final thoughts, right? Did I no, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Just the yeah. enjoy just the, your just, day. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having, having me. me. <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> all right. Well, please, everybody, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.